Welcome to church on this cold Sunday. Come on, tell the truth. How many of you are freezing? Well, you got out of bed today. Amen? I know some people who just couldn't do it. Come on, how many of y'all know somebody, they just couldn't do it? They said it was too cold. I know it's going to be like 60 degrees today. Yeah, you didn't know. Anyway, I'm excited about this message today that I want to share with you, get all the technology going, and uh, can't wait to share. I feel like preaching today. Got a little, got a little puffy vest on, and it's hot. You, you're cold, and I'm already burning up. And uh, anyway, it's going to be a good day to everyone watching online. We love you. We miss you. Uh, praying. I want to ask you guys to keep praying for those who are fighting with some sickness of all kinds right now. Uh, and so, just keep lifting them up, believing that God is a healer. Come on, do you believe God's a healer? Do you believe that? What about when you're not at church? Come on, do you believe that too at the house? It's got to work at home, y'all. It's got to work at home. And so excited today to preach on this big stage right here. We had to clean it up, man. And so anyway, I'm ready to jump into this message today. And I just lost it there for a second. Let me see if I can find it again. If not, I'm going to have to remember what I said in it. Um, there are some Sundays where it's like, I, I feel it. That ain't it. We're going to get it, though. Y'all don't, y'all don't worry about it. We're going to preach this thing. Um, there are some Sundays where it's like you, you, you feel like there's something that you have to say. You know what I'm talking about? Thank you. Technology sometimes doesn't pull it off. And then there are Sundays where you feel like I need to preach this thing today. And uh, I'm going to preach on an uh, sometimes could be an awkward topic. Today I want to talk about it's time to share your faith. It's time to share your faith. And right then and there, every introverted person checked out and said, that ain't me. And, uh, but today, I want to bring some new perspective to this. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 10. And if you have uh, a Bible, you can go there. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 10. It says, one of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. Okay, this is the Apostle Paul who's writing this. He says, for I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. And right there, everyone who is all into the spiritual gifts thinks, that they need to flex their spiritual gift to help somebody grow strong in the Lord. Not realizing that sometimes what people need is some good, faithful encouragement more than your talent. That's the truth right there, okay? And when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. Notice that. When we get together, I want to encourage you, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. There was something that was preventing me from doing this until now. That's why the message is it's time to share your faith. He says, I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit just as I've seen among other Gentiles. For I have a great sense of obligation to people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and uneducated alike. So I am eager to come to you in Rome, too, to preach the good news, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm not ashamed. Don't you lie in church. I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish. How? By faith. Remember a couple of weeks ago, it's time to believe God. This is accomplished by faith. And as the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. And thank you for this opportunity to gather together to worship. 
We're thankful, God, that you inhabit the praises of your people. And I thank you that your presence fills this room. And I pray, God, that your presence will fill the living room, the bedroom, or wherever people at home are watching. I pray, God, that your presence will will be there. Because it's in your presence that we have fullness of joy. It's in your presence that mountains melt like wax. It's in your presence that we have peace that is beyond all understanding. So, Lord, in this time that we have together today, Father, I pray that you will speak. I pray that every person's faith in here will be encouraged, but I pray, God, we will also see that you can use us to encourage someone else in their faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. It's time to share your faith. This topic, um, it feels so uneasy because it immediately sounds confrontational. Anybody in here like a good old-fashioned confrontation? I know about four of you, you're fine with it. The rest of you is like, I'm out. I don't do that. I don't like confrontation. But there are moments where you have to confront some things, and it does feel very, very uncomfortable. And somehow or another, when it comes to sharing our faith, it feels and sounds so confrontational. Because it literally feels like I have to go out and be a street preacher, stand on the street corner with a megaphone, and shout at people so that they can hear the good news about Jesus. And I just want to confess to you, I have done that before. And I want to confess to you, it did not accomplish a whole lot. When I was a kid, my cousin's grandfather had a van. That's the first thing. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was like his preaching machine because he had rigged it up with these speakers on top. Some of you are like, oh God, this is the church we're coming to. And that's the pastor that we're listening to right now. I'm just telling you that was then, this is now. I've changed. The Lord's worked in my life. And we would go to these parking lots and he would park the van back and in and aim it towards the store. And anyone getting out of their car, he was just preaching the whole time. I'm not, I don't even remember the things that he would say, but he would just pace back and forth and just preach the gospel and preach it and preach it and preach it. And we never met anyone. Whenever, like, there was no, like, let me shake your hand. Hey, how are you? How are things in the grocery store today? There was none of that. It was just preach the gospel. And you had that feeling as people pulled out the parking lot that you have become one of those people. Oh, I felt it, man. But, but it, was, it was cool to, to, to get everything set up. I enjoyed the whole setup process. It was just after that that I didn't enjoy. But it gave me this picture that sharing the good news was very con- confrontational. It was very, like, uncomfortable to do. And, 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 and it puts this stigma in our minds that I know I would like people to accept Jesus, but I do not want anything to do with something like that. Can I hear somebody say, that's me? I know, you don't have to amen that hard, okay? I mean, I get it. So when I got a little older, we were in our youth, in our youth group growing up in church, and uh, we would do this thing called witnessing. Witnessing. Come on, how many of y'all remember that term back in the day? As a believer, you got to go witnessing. And witnessing was another one of those words that just felt super confrontational. And uh, so we had set it up, and I'll just tell them, this was Pastor Greg Jones, who's one of our overseers that comes here from time to time to speak, and so you can take it up. with. We would go witnessing, we called it Friday Night Outreach, and we would go to the old Walmart parking lot. Come on, some of y'all know the old Walmart parking lot was where all the teenagers hung out. You don't go to the new Walmart parking lot, because that's where your mama was. You had to go to the old Walmart parking lot. And uh, Cynthia hung out in the Walmart parking lot. I couldn't. My dad didn't let me. My dad, I can remember growing up, my dad said, let me tell you one thing. That's one place you will never be, son. You got that? Yes, sir. And I just had too much of the fear of Jimmy Moran in my life. 
Well, Brother Greg, because that's what we called him then. Now we call him Pastor Greg. Back then, Brother Greg said, we're going to do Friday night outreach, and we're going to go witness to all the teenagers in the old Walmart parking lot. Oh, yeah, this is for real. And so my dad agreed that I can go as long as we were going with the youth group to witness because they just felt like everybody in the old Walmart parking lot needed Jesus and somebody needed to go out there and tell them about Jesus. And so we worked up this plan. I'm going to tell you what our strategy was, man. Y'all are going to think this is ridiculous, but here we go. The strategy was to start the conversation like this. If you were to die tonight... Do you know tomorrow if you would be in heaven or in hell? Whew. None of this, how are you doing? What's going on in your world? None of that. It was just straight like, let me go ahead and just stab you real quick with this little intro line. And it was very controversial. Like very. And so you would see this group and I can remember, it, man, we would sit there and we would target this one group. We're looking at it and we're like, okay. That's our people right there. We're going to get them. All right, so you're going to do all the talking. No, I ain't, I ain't saying a word. You're going to do all the talking. And we just kept deflecting the whole thing. You're going to talk. No, you're going to talk. No, I'm not saying a word. I'm going to stand by. I'm going to be in prayer while you do all the talking. Come on, how many of y'all feel like that's you? I'll do the praying, and you go do all the talking. And so there was this tension, and nobody liked to talk. And so the family I grew up in, I mean, we just talk, like, a lot. Don't know if you know that, but we're talking to family, and so always got picked. And then you finally reached a point of frustration where it was like, okay, somebody's got to do it, so let's just go do it. And I remember asking this question to these guys out there hanging out in the old Walmart parking lot with their speakers and their low riders. Y'all remember low riders? Come on, low riders, man. Had that little 85 Toyota slam down, had the speakers in the back and all that. And so you go up there and you're trying to intro, like trying to sneak into the conversation. So, you know, my plan was just to act smooth, like, you know, I'm one of them, which was pretty obvious I wasn't. And so I remember sneaking in there just saying, hey, just wanted to, just wanted to, you know, just ask you a question. Like, yeah, man, what's up? It's like, so if you died tonight, do you know if you go to heaven or to hell? It's like, whoa, man, that's heavy. And then they immediately turn into making fun of me. And so, you know, you're the little youth group kid, so you just kind of like. <laughs> and you go back, and they're like, so what happened? Did you win? And you're like, no, nah, man, they rejected Jesus. You know, I don't know. We need to pray for their fate and all this. You're trying to play it off, and you just know that didn't work. And it creates in our mind this whole idea that witnessing is so very confrontational. And what I've learned through the years is the good news of the gospel is not as confrontational as we have made it out to be. In fact, it's not as scary as we have made it out to be. But in our minds, we have these visualizations that it is very hard. It is very controversial. It's very confrontational. And all we're going to do is make people feel like we're judging them, like God is selecting and picking and all that stuff. And I've come to realize, I think we have approached it wrong. I think there's this drive from, I don't know where it comes from, that we've got to make converts. Oh, can I mess with this a little bit today? Because I guarantee you, after I share this message today, more of you are going to want to share your faith than ever before. So before I go on, let me, let me address this group, okay? Because there's a whole other group. There's like pendulum swinging this way. Then there's the other group that loves to camp out in the preach always and if necessary use words group. Y'all know that group? Some of you, you belong to that group and you have never preached to anybody. I'm just, I, I, I preach all the time, but I, I just don't use my words. It's like at some point you got to say something. You know what I'm saying? That's why you didn't get the girlfriend in high school because you never said nothing. For real. It's like she's she going to see me over here. She ain't looking at you, bro. She ain't looking at you. And look, all the, all the young girls in here are like, yeah, we ain't looking. And then the dudes now want to sneak in a text. Where are the dudes at that can go up to the girl and say, hey, I'm interested in you? Come on, ladies, am I right? Sneaking that little text message in there. Oh, so, social media. Let me Snapchat. Anyway, I'm helping the dudes right now. And if you're an older dude and you're still doing that, 
Don't laugh at them. Don't laugh at them. I know this whole preach always, if necessary, use words as a wise saying, okay? And I do think sometimes you could say too much. But there is a whole component of sharing your faith where you do have to say something. Amen? You do. And it's okay because you got more to say than what you realize that you have to say. And I'm going I'm to dive into this. So in Romans 1, Paul is talking about praying for an opportunity to share his faith. This is what he's looking at. He, he's praying that God will give him an opportunity to share his faith. And he says, I want to bring a spiritual gift so that you may grow strong in the Lord. I want to bring you a spiritual gift. And again, this automatically triggers people who are all about their spiritual gift and overlooks that the most important spiritual gift that you can give somebody is Jesus. It's bigger than your, quote, spiritual gift. Jesus, the person of Jesus, is a spiritual gift, and to help someone to believe in him is the best gift that you can give somebody. To help someone believe in Jesus for their salvation, for healing, for change, for redemption, for restoration, in my opinion, that is a big-time spiritual gift that you can bring to someone. And Paul is saying, I am praying for the opportunity to bring a spiritual gift so they may grow strong in the Lord. So I'm going to say something. You might want to write it down. The reason that we share our faith isn't just to get someone converted. That isn't the only reason. It's to get them to believe God. We share our faith so that they will believe God. If they believe God, anything is possible. If we can help them believe God, they won't just stop and pray a sinner's prayer, but they will actually follow Jesus. There's a difference because I know, listen, I went to the church drama where they scare you to death that you're going to burn in hell. And I went, I ran down, I was in the play and then ran down to the altar and got saved for like the 18th time in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like just, co- I got to have it covered, man, because I ain't going to hell. I'm not going to burn. No, not me. And so you would, you, you, it was this, I, as long as I pray this sinner's prayer, everything is good. Some traditions say as long as you walk the aisle, everything is good. Can I tell you that putting your faith and trust in Jesus isn't just a one-time prayer, but it's a lifelong commitment of continually putting your faith and trust in Jesus. And yesterday may have not been a good day, but you can start fresh today because his mercies are what? New every day. And today, God, I'm believing you again. I'm believing you again. So it's not just about converts. It's helping people to believe God. Now, let me, let me show you something here. In John 16, you know what Jesus said the world's sin is? This is what he said. Because if we asked, uh, did a poll right now and said, what do you believe the world's sin is right now? We would get all the major issues that we see. But Jesus said the world's sin is unbelief in him it is unbelief in him and we spend so much time trying to argue and convince people over issues when we're missing the whole root we're missing the bottom line which is people have a hard time believing God and there's a range of reasons do you know that there are people who do not believe God because they do not feel like God could forgive them for what they have done They believe that what they have done is so bad that God could not forgive them. There are people who are drowning in guilt and shame and overwhelmed with condemnation, and they could never believe that a good God could forgive someone like them. And so they just leave it where it is. Well, I guess it can't get any better. Why even try? And they stay in a state of unbelief. Can I tell you that the last thing they need is someone asking them, are you going to go to heaven or to hell? They need someone who's going to help them to believe that Jesus can forgive them of all of the hell that they've walked through so that they can see that the door to heaven is wide open through Jesus. I told you I felt like preaching today. Puffy. Puffy vest. (laughs) So why would we share our faith with people? Because people have problems believing God. 
We share our faith with the lost so they will believe God for salvation. That's why. We share faith with those who are hurting and sick so they will be healed. How many of you know somebody needs healing in their life? We can share our faith with them. We share our faith by saying, hey, I will stand with you in faith, believing that God can heal your family member. Believing that God, let me pray with you. You're sharing your faith. But we don't see it that way. We just say, oh, I just prayed for him. You're sharing your faith by helping someone who may be overwhelmed with some things in their life to believe that God could. And when you're on the other end receiving and hearing those prayers, it makes you believe God more. Simple. Sharing our faith. We can share our faith with those who are overwhelmed and anxious so they can be comforted. With those who are lonely so they can just know, I have a place that I belong. I hope as I'm sharing this, you're, you're starting to see a broader perspective of what it looks like to share our faith. So, the new perspective, I think, when it comes to sharing your faith is encouraging someone to believe God for all things. That's a new perspective. Can can I help someone believe God for all things? Now, hold on. Does this include witnessing? Yes, it does. Because part of witnessing is helping someone to put their faith and trust in Jesus so that they may be saved. It doesn't disclude it. It includes it. And we want to see people know Jesus. Am I right? And we all have a part to play in this. And so when we consider this, it broadens this whole picture of sharing faith. Now we realize, I can do this. And better yet, many of us have been doing it already. But it didn't fall into the category Of sharing our faith because it didn't look like witnessing. It didn't look like confrontation. It didn't look like these hard conversations. It looked more relational. It looked more life-giving instead of life-threatening. Are you following this today? I mean, think of this, because I've tried to consider this as I've gotten older and have done ministry. How would I respond to somebody who came up to me and said, hey, bud, if you died today, do you know if you're going to heaven or hell? I don't know what I would think. And that's not denying heaven, saying there's no heaven. And that's not denying hell, saying there's no hell. It's just, I think there's a better approach. Amen? Amen. And who wants to threaten somebody with that? You know it's so controversial. And so we can do a better job by helping people to believe God. So watch this. Right now, as you look in our world, would you agree with me? That people need to have faith in God. Would you agree with me? I mean the amount of fear. That has overtaken our world. And many times what we do is we comment on their fears. Rather than sharing our faith. We comment on what is wrong with the world. How come they just can't believe God and so overwhelmed with fear instead of putting ourselves in the place of how do we help the world to believe God and knowing that God is in control and knowing that God's got all this in his hands. How can we help them to believe? And it's as simple as sharing our faith. But we're more prone to share our opinion. We're more prone to look at what is going on and what is going wrong and comment on it. Do you see how we may have been trained by social media to comment on it? And instead of sharing something life-giving that helps them to believe, we tend to share more of the fear to back up the comments that we have been making. Can, can you see how we may have been, like, trained into this form of communication? Instead of helping someone see the possibilities, we're more eager to warn them of how bad it is. But how can you and I share our faith? How can we share faith that God can come through? How can we share our faith to help people see that even in the middle of the I don't knows, even in the waiting, even in the struggles, God is able. Amen? 
If you believe it, you can share it. You can share it. We've been bombarded with fear from every angle. And I have learned a long time ago, fear is a terrible motivator. As a parent, when we use fear to motivate our kids, it is a terrible motivator. Because it doesn't accomplish what we want it to accomplish long term. It just immediately addresses the moment. How many of us are trying to make eternal decisions with our lives and we're basing it off of fears of the moment? We're trying to make long-term decisions for our lives, for our families, for our careers, but we base it off of immediate fears instead of looking at the big picture and seeing what God is able to do. So there is a fear problem that we're dealing with, and better yet, people are leaving the faith left and right. People are leaving faith. They're losing faith. They're leaving faith left and right. This is why it is time that we share our faith with them. Our faith with them. Not our comments. Our faith. What are you sharing? What have you been sharing with others? Have you been sharing your faith? Or is it just another comment that you have? On the situation. This is an evaluation moment for us because we really got to consider have I become better at saying what a bunch of other people are saying, or am I willing to say what God is saying? There's a lot of people who are struggling to hear God, but what if I told you that God could use you to help someone hear Him? This is part of sharing our faith. So, what is our opportunity? I know that we have prayed that God will give us opportunities. God, I just want to step into God opportunities. We pray for them, but we don't always look for them. We pray, but we don't look for them. But what if I told you they're right there in front of you all the time? They're right there in your text messages. They're right there in your conversations. They're right there in front of you all the time. So we all have what I consider a circle of influence. Every one of us, we have, you, you may call it your people. Come on, how I many you got your people? You got a circle of friends. You got a circle of family. People that you do life with consistently. People that you work with, your neighbors, whoever it may be. You have a circle of people that you tend to do life with. And I would call that your circle of influence. Okay? And there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of communication that happens within that circle. Okay? And what I found is this. We have become more comfortable bringing, like, food to a gathering than we are bringing faith to the gathering. We'll bring the food. That's easy. But will you bring the faith? Watch this. In your circle, who is the person that is sharing faith? Meaning, helping people in the circle to believe God. Who is the person? Better yet, can we ask this question? Are you the person in your circle that is bringing faith to the gathering? Are you the person that is sharing your faith with the group, with the circle, or we just settling back and just say, I'll just bring some food? When we know that there are people in the circle that need faith. They're walking through some marriage problems. They need faith. I'm not telling you to become a marriage counselor and fix their, fix their problems. What I am saying, though, is you can help them to believe that God could restore yeah. what is broken down. Yeah. Is there somebody in your circle that's having health problems? They have heard so many diagnoses from their doctors. They have probably read way more on the Internet than they should have read. The last thing they need from you is for you to share another article that you read about how bad what they have really is. They live with it. Trust me, they already know. 
But what if you were the person that says, I want to share something with them that's going to give them some hope. I want to share something with them that's going to help them to see that God can come through in this situation. And so instead of searching WebMD for all of this stuff, I'm going to search for some testimonies of some people that have walked through that fire already and have came out on the other side because I want to see them make it. And they don't have the faith right now, but it's okay because I've got some faith that I can share with them that's going to help them walk through this and they're going to make it to the other side. That's what I'm talking about when I say share your faith. What if it's somebody who doesn't know Jesus? The last thing they need is somebody listing out every sin they've ever committed and trying to walk them through this counseling process of undoing every sin they ever committed when Jesus already went to the cross. Again, it's good news, y'all. He already went to the cross to cancel out the debt of sin. Why are we trying to make them pay the price for their sins when it's already paid? What if we shared that kind of faith with them? They would say, this is incredible. That's just too much. I don't see how God could do that. That's why we read earlier, it's by faith. And you and I can help them to believe that God can save them, that God can forgive them, that God can heal them. This is what sharing faith is all about. And too many people right now need faith in God. And you and I, we have faith in God. We can share it with them. You don't have to turn into a preacher. You just got to be a friend. Amen? You don't have to write a sermon with three points and a story and get a keyboard in the background. You don't have to wear the puffy jacket. Bro, I'm sweating under here too, man. You just got to bring your faith to help them get stronger in their faith. So let's break this down, make it practical. How can we share our faith? How? First thing is simple. Encourage someone. Encourage someone. I know, it's almost like that's a letdown. Am I right? Y'all like, (laughs) we came here for this today. You may not know how much your encouragement means to someone. What if, you, what if you had a Bible verse that spoke to you and made you believe God more and you just shared it with that friend? That's it. I know their situation may be overwhelming. And it's like, I just don't know what to say. I'm telling you what you can say. There are so many Bible verses that you and I have read. Some of you, you've jotting them, you're jotting them down. Week to week, you hear sermons, you write them down. You journal, you write it down. Go back to what you already got. And remember when it spoke to you and say, hey, I'm praying for you. I want to share this verse with you because I think it will encourage you in your faith. Can I tell you, you could do that. Can I even say that the YouVersion Bible app sets you up to do that? There's a share button. You just press the little verse on your phone. It underlines it all. You go to the bottom and you hit share. And it lets you go to your text messages and you can click the person and say, hey, think about you today. Here's a verse I just wanted to share with you. Boom, done. They text you back, oh my God, this is exactly what I needed. What did you just do? You shared your faith with them. Made a difference in their day. Made a difference in your life. You can share a Bible verse. Whenever you talk with someone and encourage them to get through these things that they're going through, what are we doing? We're sharing our faith with them. We do it with each other. We can do it with our circle. Encourage someone. Come on, do you believe you can do that? It's not hard. You can do that. This isn't confrontation in the Walmart parking lot. This isn't the old van with the speakers. It's a normal person with a phone. That's pretty normal these days. You could just share a verse with them. When you're sitting with them, you could just encourage them. No matter what age, you can do this. Here's the next thing. Number two, 
pray with someone. Oh, yes, pray for someone. That is huge. That is good. Pray for someone. But what about praying with someone? You're like, Pastor Wade, that is, that's hard to do. It's not as hard as you think. Because when you're sitting there at work and that person is just pouring out their heart telling you, my family member has cancer, my kids are going through this, I don't know what to do, I feel like I'm breaking down, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Watch this. Oh, it's okay. I'll be praying for you. Oh, that's encouraging. But it's a whole nother level when you say, I want to pray with you. Nothing weird. We're in the break room. Let me pray with you. Jesus, I pray for my friend who is going through a lot. And I don't really know what to do other than help them to believe that you can do a lot in their situation. I ask you to help them today in Jesus' name. Amen. I've seen grown men in break rooms at work bawling their eyes out, crying over a simple prayer like that. And afterwards, thank you so much. I needed that so very much. Just sharing faith. You say, well, I don't always know what to pray whenever I'm in that situation. What do you pray when you pray for them and you're not right there with them? What do you pray? Pray the same thing when you're with them. You don't have to do these and thou's King James language. In fact, don't do that. That's weird. If you don't talk like that, don't pray like that. And if you're talking to me and you start using these and thou's and I look at you weird, you know why. Because that ain't you, bro. Amen? And that ain't you, sis. Don't do that. Pray with someone. We've all had the opportunity to have someone pray with us. But when you pray with someone and they hear your words, it makes them believe because they didn't have those words to pray that prayer themselves. But by hearing those words, it makes them believe God. You can do it. Tell them you can do it. Make it a goal in the next two weeks. Make it a goal in the next two weeks. You will not just pray for somebody, but you will pray with somebody. Make it a goal. You can do it, all right? You don't have to go long. You don't have to bless the food, bless the country, bless the little children and all that. All you got to do is God help them in their situation. I believe you can do it. Okay. Here's the next thing. Number three, be a good example to everyone. Oh, here we go. Preach always. And if necessary, use words. Be a good example to everyone. Our example of faith can speak as loud as our example of words. When people see you believe in God, they say, you always look so strong. You ever had somebody tell you that? And you're like, listen, honey, (laughs) you have no clue what I've been walking through. But what are they seeing? They're seeing strength. And they're wondering, how do I get that? That is an open invitation for us to share some faith with them. Your example is setting you up to share some faith. Okay? Um, Sometimes people want to believe God, and they just don't know how, they need an example to show them. And can I just say, as believers, when you're walking through something, your circle is watching you. And they're not waiting for you to fail. They're waiting to see how you do it. They're trying to see, how does she carry all of this and still believe? How do they do that? They're watching for an example, and your example can set up so many God opportunities. And sometimes the example is happening in our own homes. When our kids watch us live by faith, they may not understand it all. All they know is, that's how my mom and dad roll. They believe God. And that example gets translated from one generation to the next. And when they get older and start walking through some things, they already have this outlook that God can get them through because my mom and dad lived an example that helped me to see I can make it through this. That's sharing our faith. You can do this. Here's the next thing, number four. Invite someone to church. You can do this. Listen, we do all the hard work for you. 
I've had people bring friends, and they will come up to me before church and be like, hey, preacher, don't mess this up today, okay? I've been working on getting them here a long time, so don't mess this up. I'm like, I'll try not to. I'm doing my best up here. But I don't know of a time that someone was invited by a friend, they didn't walk out of here and say, I needed that. And you know, because you brought people. And they said, I needed that. You can invite someone to church and help them believe God for something. Number five, I know this is so out of the, uh, the ordinary for me. Usually it's three points, man. Number five, share your testimony with someone. Whoa, Pastor Wade. Hold up. Hold up now. Hold on. We were doing good. That whole pray with them, that stretched me a little bit. But now you want me to talk like big stuff. You want me to say stuff. Let's say it like this. Just tell them what Jesus did in your life. That's it. You don't have to preach. You don't have to come up with a sermon. You already got one. And it's your life. What did Jesus do in your life? Before Jesus, this is who I was. And then Jesus. And now this is who I am. That's our story. And you can share that story with someone. Trust me, people will listen to your story more than they will listen to my sermon. They will. You have a story to tell about what God has done in your life. And there's just something about a friend who hears your story of how God changed you, how God got you through this, that makes them believe that God can get them through this. You and I, we can share our testimony. We can, I know that word sounds so, it sounds as, as official as witnessing, am I right? You have so many testimonies of what God has done in your life. When we share that with them, we're helping them to believe God. And many of you are sitting there saying, I've, I've, I've been doing that. Like, I've told people my story. You've been sharing your faith. It just didn't fit the context of what we always thought was sharing faith. Because it didn't look like confrontation. It looked like a friend. It fit in your circle. God wants to invade the circles. And how does he do it? Through people like you and me. Here's the last thing, number six. And I saved the best for last. Tell someone about Jesus. There it is. <laughs> he said it. But when you have encouraged somebody and you've prayed with somebody and you've shared your testimony with somebody, telling them about Jesus is no longer hard because it's the point where that person knows, I need that. I need it. And you can tell somebody about Jesus. It's like, well, what if they start asking me all the questions that I do not know? I'm going to give you a wonderful secret. You can tell them, I don't know. But I do know. I was lost, but now I'm found. I do know he forgave me of my sins. I do know he got me through this. I do know that. And if he did it for me, I believe he could do it for you. See, I, I'm trying to teach this because I believe that if you and I become the kind of people that share our faith like this, we're going to see fruit. What, what he, he started out the chapter talking about, I got a spiritual gift, but he said spiritual fruit later on. I'm going to see spiritual fruit. And spiritual fruit comes from seeds that are being sown. And when we share our faith, what are we doing? We're throwing seed into the field. We just keep throwing the seed out. Keep throwing the seed out. And if you throw the seed out, you're going to see fruit of it. And part of that is being able to help someone to believe God. And I promise you this. I've seen it too many times where the opportunity will present itself. It will present itself. I want to finish with this verse right here. This has been the verse right here for years that has just been I would say it's a clutch verse to keep me motivated in sharing faith. Joel chapter 3, verse 14, it says, Thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision. We're trying to figure out what are we going to do. You ever had that conversation with your family? I don't know what we are going to do. 
And too many times we have fallen into the trap of trying to write plans so they know what to do when really God put us in their lives to help them to believe. Because whatever plan they get, the key ingredient is going to be faith. It is. It's too many times we're trying to solve problems, but we don't even bring faith to it, and we quit. We've done it personally, where you, you get the idea, I'm going to do this, but what, what happens? We lose faith. We lose faith, and thank God there's been some people that have come along to share their faith with us. Say, so, hey, keep going. You got this. You can make it through this. Don't give up. Take that next step. And God has used other people to share their faith with us so that we will keep going. We must also share faith with them because they're in a valley of decision. Not sure what to do. Trying to figure out which way to go. If we help them to believe God, I believe they will follow Jesus. I believe they will live out God's plans for their lives. We are full of faith. Amen? There's been seeds of faith dropped in our life that has produced so much fruit. We must do something with the faith that we had. It is not meant to be private. It was meant to be shared. And it's time for us, the church, to share more than just a post. Amen? It's time for us to get past commenting and get to the place that we know I was meant to share some faith with some people. I've got some people in my circle that need some faith. I want to help them believe. Every parent in here that has a kid that's struggling, one of the things you're trying to do is to help them to believe they can do it. We're working so hard, so hard, trying to get all the stuff. That's important, but we must also make sure they have the faith to believe. We can share our faith with them. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, was this okay today? I'm going to share my faith. That's all I want to do with you. I share my faith with you. If we keep sharing, keep sharing, we're going to see more and more people come into the faith to know Jesus. Today, I wonder if you've, as you've heard this message, if you could just sense the Lord just tugging at your heart. Just kind of nudging you saying there's people that need some faith in your life. How many of you, you've thought of somebody, even as I was sharing the message today, just slip up a hand. You've thought of somebody you need to share your faith with. Somebody you know is in a, in a tough spot that needs some faith. Maybe for a healing, maybe for their family, maybe even for their salvation. But you know God's just nudging your heart. Just share some faith with them. Share a Bible verse with them. Pray with them. Come on, anyone else? There's a bunch of people. I, I, I want you to be able to admit it, that God is speaking to you today. Just nudging you that you, you need to share some faith with them. Yeah, yeah. I want you to hear this. You can do it. You don't have to turn into an evangelist. You don't have to turn into a prophet. You don't have to turn into a preacher. You need to be you. And bring the encouragement. I have no doubt in this room today, there's others. As I was preaching the message, you're in a place where you feel like you don't have the faith for a situation that you may be walking through. And it's overwhelming. And perhaps... You need someone to share their faith with you. If that's you, I want you to stand to your feet right now. If you're walking through something that is heavy, you're, you just you need to believe God, and you need someone to share some faith with you, I just want you to stand right now. Maybe you're overwhelmed with fear about a situation. Maybe, maybe you're trying to figure out some direction for your life because you feel like you keep running into dead ends. But you're at that place where it's like, I need, I need, I, I need some more faith in this area. For every person that is standing, I just want you to lift your hands. Those who are sitting around, just stretch a hand towards them. And if you need to stand, it's okay for you to stand right now. It's okay. But let's pray for them. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, you have given each person a measure of faith so that we can believe that all things are possible in you. We don't know how all of that works, but we know that you are a good God, you are faithful, and you have proven yourself through so many people, through so many situations. And today we stand with our brothers and sisters, 
even those who are at home, those who are struggling, those who are walking through a fire right now, those who are walking through an illness, those who are walking through a trial, whatever it may be, we stand with them today in faith. Believe in God that you're going to get them through this. We don't know how, but God, we have seen you work before, and we believe that you will do it again. So we stand in faith, believing for them, for miracles, for healings, for salvation, for breakthrough. God, today we stand with them and believe that you can do it. And so for every person that is low in their faith, I pray, God, that you will cause them to believe again. You will cause them to see, God, that anything is possible if we believe you. And so today with all of our brothers and sisters, we agree together, God, that you can do it. And we speak into their situations, God. We speak faith into it. Help them to believe again, God. Help them to see the possibilities instead of just all of the problems. We share our faith with them today, saying you're going to get through this. You're going to make it. We are praying. We're standing with you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're just sharing faith. When you come on Sundays, that's all we're trying to do is share faith with you. Is there some instruction? Yeah, but we're sharing some faith so that you will believe God. Because if you believe God, everything changes. Everything changes. Maybe you're here today and you do not have a relationship with Jesus. You may be religious. You may have a church background. Or you may not. But the most important relationship that you can have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? you got to make sure Jesus is not just in your circle, but you're in his circle. Amen? And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we want to pray with you. This invitation is to you. And yes, Jesus will forgive you of your sins. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. And I want to lead us together this morning in this prayer. Will you all pray with me? Say, Dear Lord, thank you for loving me so much that you would never leave me, you would never forsake me. Thank you for going to the cross to pay the price for all of my sins, for everything that I've done wrong. You took the punishment. And today, I ask you to forgive me for everything. And I ask you to wash me and make me a new person. Clean my heart up. Clean my mind up and make me brand new. And I make this decision now that I will follow you. I surrender my life to you. And I'm all yours. This time, I'm doing it your way. I confess now, you're my Lord and Savior. I will live my life your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, you can put your hands together for that one.